0: Oh, wrestling!
1: Welcome, everybody, once again to Square Circle Journal's Ringside Rambling. I'm your host, Sam Kill, the wrestling connoisseur, and I am joined by the future world champion. She's right here behind me. We're on our way to school at the moment, and we were just talking about AEW last night. We're talking about the big signings, um, about the forbidden door, and uh, I was just explaining to her the forbidden door means you know, someone coming in to wrestle from another company um, and how Tony Khan realized he kind of broke his own definition of the forbidden door when he was talking about signing Keith Lee. And the news is coming out now that Tony Khan has said uh, he realized this and he didn't put the Jay White thing together until Sunday night. Um, I don't know how many calls he made if he just called Jay White himself if he called uh, New Japan or Impact or what, however many calls he had to make. He put this thing together really quickly, though. Um, and I mean, when you're when you're Tony Khan and you've got that money and you uh, have you have power. you have the power, you have the clout with AEW and everything else there. You could do that sort of shit. Um, I but I was it,
0: actually expecting Jay
1: White to go to AEW. You know, I mean. It's interesting. Like I told you, WWE has to be shitting themselves right now over this because they're interested in Jay White. They have been for a while. And Jay White has, has said on record that he's just, he's new Japan. He's going to remain new Japan. And he wants to, uh, essentially establish himself as the number one gaijin That's ever been in the company. You know, he wants to be a multiple time new Japan world champion IWGP Heavyweight Champion, and so it's interesting. Like he's he's doing this tour thing in the states um, with with New Japan um, and their their promotion here that they're trying to get going, and he's been doing Impact stuff, and then so now I don't know what are we going to see from Jay White in AEW. It's super interesting. I mean, I think it's more... The Jay White one surprised me more than the Keith Lee thing. Everybody was speculating on, on who it would be. But yeah, Tony Khan realizing his mistake in the definition of Forbidden Door um, and was like, no, i got to correct this. I've got to get somebody uh, to to be the Forbidden Door. And I laugh about it because... You know, we shit on WWE a lot, but if this was WWE, they would just they wouldn't care. They don't they wouldn't care. They make promises all the time that they break and sweep under the rug and never mention again. Tony Khan, on the other hand, uh, being a, a supermark himself, you know, it was like, no, I gotta I gotta follow through for the fans. And do something here, and I mean, it, it really writes itself, I think, Jay White, Bullet Club, The Elite, Adam Cole, the Kenny Omega thing, how that will all pan out, you know, Adam Cole just stirring the pot, um, I mean, it's a lot of combustible elements at the top of the card in AEW, and... I think as a fan, you've got to be pretty excited about where this goes. I am personally. What about you? I actually kind of knew that Jay White would go to AEW. You you really thought so?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I didn't think he would after he showed up in Impact. I mean, that door is open. We obviously saw, like, Suzuki. Uh, we've heard Hanahashi. We've seen Kenta. A lot of New Japan talent come through. Uh, but with with Bullet Club now in Impact Wrestling and the recent uh, G.O.D. coming to Impact as well, I did not expect to see them, or at least Jay White, show up in AEW. Uh, kind of just the opposite you know but now i wonder with with these well i mean they do you know they had Kenny omega uh when he won the impact title and he was going back and forth You you had the good brothers coming over um so i mean aew has a has an open relationship with other companies yeah with everybody really um except WWE, it seems, uh, and not, not on their end, at least, um, like, I know apparently, like, they've, they've lit WWE footage, um, and whatever they needed for, for videos and whatnot, so, I mean, I think AEW is open for business at any given moment, even with WWE, it may not be the same same way. You know, it may not be vice versa. But hey, and Impact Wrestling is the same way. You know, they they're working with uh, whoever they can work with. Even WWE, since they recently lent lent out Mickey James to the the company for the Royal Rumble, so. So they're kinda of working with everyone? Yeah. So I mean it's super interesting. Uh, I wonder where it's gonna go if we're are we gonna see uh, you know the gorillas of destiny pop up as well. Are we gonna see the whole bullet club back together? I don't know. You saw Adam Cole at the end of the show telling the box, no, hey, this is cool, <clears throat> trust me. I know this guy, besides, I know we're all elite, but when you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for life. And I love that because we also saw at the end of the show after Hangman defeated Lance Archer in a great match that uh, I wasn't sure after all the debuts if they could really pull off a match... Uh, without having something else larger at the end, really good match, really good finish. Uh, and then Adam Cole comes out and picks up the belt and puts it on Heyman's shoulder. And, uh, it was really sold like by the announced team really sold as, Oh, whoa, Adam Cole made his intentions clear. And I'm kind of like, did he, did he really though? Because what I saw, what's your bullet club, your bullet club for life. I saw an ex-Bullet Club member go put the world title on an ex-Bullet Club member's shoulder. That's what I saw. And, I mean, yeah, Hangman was kind of kicked out of the elite, but we're talking about that era from ROH Bullet Club, New Japan Bullet Club. Hangman was like the junior member. You know, uh, so I, I mean, there's a lot of layers there that can be built upon. Uh, you know, the the whole Bullet Club aspect coming in with Jay White. Jay White's the leader of the Bullet Club now.
0: So maybe all of the Bullet Club members might come together.
1: Who knows? I mean, really, who knows what we we might get? I expect that if, if this is, if we're going to put this going forward and put time and effort into it, uh, that we see GOD show up. Maybe we see Chris Bay show up. That's the bullet club member from impact wrestling. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure if we see GOD, we might see all phantasma, um, all the bullet club side that's in the States at least. Um, it would be interesting to see if they pull in the good brothers again, or if they bring Fale over or whoever, I don't know. It's hard to say. And I think that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. You know, when we see Kenta, when we see evil, you know, which, what all other bullet club members will we see, you know, move into this. Um, and then how's Kenny Omega going to react that's the thing. Kenny's out, hurt, nursing his injuries and whatnot, and you know the well, the big question. No, he he's he's hurt right now, legit. He's uh, he's recovering from his injuries. He's recovering from COVID, I believe too. Uh, so, Kenny's at home. Got to be watching. Got to be informed on this. He's got to be excited as well. I would think. Uh, so. Man. Well, I mean, this is sort of the the cool part is that when the the title gets passed on, not you say title as a belt, but when you're the leader of the Bullet Club, and that title gets passed on to the next guy, um, it's usually either it's been oosted, so to speak. Like when uh, somebody leaves, they kind of get beat down, and then a new leader rises up. So, uh, you know, when, when Kenny and the Bucks and everybody left, the, there was like, the whole thing was like, oh, there's no leader of Bullet Club. There's no leader of Bullet Club. And then when Jay White turned and joined Bullet Club, they made him the leader. You know, it, we never got to see like a passing of the torch, so to speak. So, you know, the Bucks have recently been showing. So, so When Kenny Omega and the Bucks left, they kind of put water on the torch. Well, I mean, like, we had Elite versus Bullet Club, but it was not, like, huge. It was, like, a lot of buildup, and then it was kind of, like, a fizzled payoff. Like, there wasn't that payoff that we needed. So, in my opinion, you you, you had, uh, it was like a splinter in the group, you had Ollie turned to Golden lead I believe, because he had uh, uh, Ibushi join with him, so it was like, it was like, uh, Kenny, the Bucks, Ibushi, and Cody, I believe, and then you had uh, the Bullet Club, whoever was remaining, really, um, mainly like the, the Tongans, and a few of those guys. And, and you just had like a couple of small matches throughout the the card and you didn't really have anything major, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so this, it was, Jay White didn't come over to the Bullet Club until quite a bit later. Because so he was chaos and then he turned on chaos and joined Bullet Club. Kind of like Evil did. Yeah, like Evil did with LIJ. So... Yeah, I think it would be really interesting to see where this goes. I mean, if if Tony Khan really wanted to put emphasis in the whole Bullet Club storyline, I mean, there's so many factors that you could bring into it, you know, with Hangman being former Bullet Club, Cody being former Bullet Club. Um, and who knows? Like, where does Finn Balor stand in all this? You know, we, we know WWE's not going to use him to that high a degree anymore. When's his contract up? When's AJ's contract up? AJ looking at the downside of his career, like I know he recently resigned. I'm not sure when, how many years it's been now. Um, but you know, you have to wonder some of these guys like on their way out, so to speak, uh, if this storyline stretches on for a good while, where would they be involved? You know, could they come in for a one off appearance or whatever? Uh, do you it would be really cool in my opinion to get that original founding group to to show up in this storyline. You know, I'm talking about Balor, Anderson, Fale, and Tomatonga. No one has gotten any from WWE that was a forbidden door. Um and you won't, honestly. You I don't in my opinion, you really won't get anybody come in from WWE to cross that forbidden door because they're not gonna be open for business in that matter. They're not gonna wanna help their competition, so to speak. Uh, even though at this stage I feel like No, I mean they just—it's not the same. We're not talking about the same, the same guys, the same fan base, the same. You know, it's like it's two different things going on right now. I mean, they are direct competition, but I—if you're a wrestling fan in general, you you can enjoy both. Um, But I think if if you like being surprised. I think AEW is more along the, the lines than, than WWE even impact wrestling. Um, they got some good stuff going on over there too. So Have you watched New Japan in a while? I haven't, you know, I haven't caught up with it this year. So I mean Japan's also going under, you know, with, uh, all the COVID stuff again. So I'm not sure how that's, uh, affecting a lot of their, their work rate. You know, I know, uh, just recently a lot of guys tested positive. So, you know, I know that has affected some of their booking decisions and whatnot. And, uh, I would assume, you know, flying guys back and forth, uh, between countries. Since you had like the New Japan USA group, uh, which is why, you know, Jay White's been over here. And, uh not so uh yeah pretty pretty interesting stuff i mean we we've seen hikuleo in in aew 2 already you know he come in and faced against lance archer uh, there's and
0: been a lot of different appearances
1: there have
0: i think there's been
1: like 50 uh there's been a lot there's been a whole lot actually about uh, 100 so so in my opinion jay white The Forbidden Door was way more exciting than Keith Lee. I got to admit, Keith Lee, uh, I think everybody expected it to be Keith Lee. Um, I think AEW really built it up, trying to frame it like it could be Jeff Hardy. Um, I think that was a wrong thing to do in a lot of ways because Keith Lee isn't the star that Jeff Hardy is. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. I also think Jeff Hardy's a little bit overrated. I think hyping she does. (laughs) I think hyping Jeff Hardy coming. uh, It's it's twofold. I mean, you're going to have that that fan base for it, but at the same time, I don't know if that payoff is going to be there like expected. We'll see. You know, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made. Uh but yeah, Keith Lee. Ah. Uh, it's 7:13. Yes, it is. Uh, he looked uh, I mean he looked good out there. He looked like he was he did fine out there. Uh man, he was sweating. Looked a little bit out of shape to me. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know. You know, I mean if Keith Lee hadn't signed with NXT WWE I can imagine he would have ended up in AEW um, rather quickly because, I mean, when he signed with NXT, he was kind of at the top of the indie scene, you know, and, and AEW picked up a lot of indie talent, a lot of popular indie talent, so uh, I imagine Keith Lee would have been one of them if he hadn't been with WWE at the time. With that said, I'm I'm hoping we get a different Keith Lee than what we got in NXT, and obviously WWE. I mean, uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of cruiserweight Keith Lee, Um, and I say that because Keith Lee is like 380 pounds. Um, I don't want to see him doing handsprings and 450s and all this other shit that, do that, a bit, but that I, I would know. expect from uh, luchadors and, you know, that type. I don't want to see Keith Lee doing what Serpentico does.
0: Who's
1: He's one of the lower guys on, on AEW. Um, and I'm just keeping it real here. I don't mind seeing that, sh- you know, that, that flippy stuff. As uh, FTR would call it. I don't mind seeing it from him... Sporadically. You know... Like... You know... Not in a like, big match. Boom, 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 boom. Like... you want a big high-flying spot... You know... They'll pop the fans... Boom. In a big match... Boom. Uh, a title match... A pay-per-view match... Something like that... Great. To me also... He uses that Bumby Driver finisher. Uh, that's what I've always called as the Bumby Driver. Uh, it's that, uh, you know, that Samoan drop into, like a spinning Samoan drop kind of. And it's not as flashy. You know, it's not as impressive when he's doing all this other stuff. You know what I mean? You know, he's, he's doing all this high-flying stuff and he's bouncing all over the place and then he does that and it's like oh that's that's your finisher you're you're just gonna do that after you did all this crazy stuff so to me if you're gonna sell your finisher then you you need to not do all this other crazy high flying, flying stuff ice. right you know what I'm saying? you you could have a particular, you know, like the, like he likes to do the AJ Styles drop kick, like, okay, you can do that, but like, keep it to that, you know, and, and don't do any of this other high-flying crazy stuff, you know, until like a major, major show, um, but I'm hoping that, you know, AEW has so many veterans, so many um, guys that you could go to for advice. Unfortunately, most of them aren't going to give you advice unless you ask for it. Um, but I, I think there's enough guys there. Like he could talk to Jim Ross, you know, like Jim, what do I need to do? Jim Ross has been around so long; he knows what big guys need to do to get to get over, to do better the rig, whatever. He could talk to Sting. You got Jake the Snake. You got Arn. You got Tully. Um, you got Billy Gunn. You know, I, and a lot of people don't realize this. Billy Gunn is a big dude. So, I mean, you know, just looking at the big guys, you got Big Show, Billy Gunn, um, and Mark Henry. Like, to, for Keith Lee to really go to and and talk. Like, hey... What do you feel? Critique my stuff here. What do I need to add? What do I need to take away? What do I need to work on? And to me, that's where Keith Lee is going to go to the next level. Once he he gets this advice and and learns to work a better match, um, that's when... He's going to go to the next level. It might be. We're going to get Sean and... Pentagon. What's that? What about the new Pentagon that's coming up? I don't know. Penta Obscura, I believe it said. Um, I believe it's the darker Pentagon is what we're going to get. And I'm excited for the Penta and Malachi Black feud. It's one of the feuds that I've been waiting for. And hopefully this isn't a mini feud and this is drawn out and we get to see... Some really crazy, dark shit from these two. I'm I'm super excited for it. I'm going to get the mother truckers on the line, and let's get their thoughts of what happened with AEW last night.
0: All right, we're going to try
1: this one last time with the mother truckers. I don't know what Anchor's doing to me today. Are you guys there?
2: Damn four good, buddy.
1: Oh my god, there's one of them. Trucker Kyle. Uh, Toot, if you can hear me. Trucker Kyle has not joined yet. So it he's is. Uh, Trucker yeah, he's Kyle
2: major, he's is referred to as as the Highway Hellion. That's his uh, new handle. Oh,
1: is that his new handle? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's his new handle. Oh, oh I uh, see. Um,
1: he is tearing it up out there on the inner estate. He is always tearing something up. I like to call him the Vince Russo of truck drivers. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on, on AEW last night. Uh,
2: I enjoyed it until Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle stuff, and then it was dumb. <laughs> and then after that, I enjoyed it again, which is sad to say because I, I I really am a big fan of Chris Jericho, but I just uh, I don't like what he's doing.
1: Well, I will say this though, I what I did enjoy about that segment was we really got to see Santa Santana and Ortiz shine. Um, and God, you know what? What left me after that segment was I want. Santana versus Jericho. Santana has really put on a lot of muscle over the last year or two. Um I in my opinion, he's just a breakout star just waiting to happen. Uh I, I think I think Santana versus Jericho would be huge for Santana's career. I don't know if they want to do that because they're such a hot tag team and everything, and Ortiz may get lost in the shuffle. But that's what I got out of that segment. Also, I think it was good to Distant Sammy from the group. You know, Sammy's got the TNT title, um, and and him in the group kind of it puts everything with him on like second part to what's going on with the inner circle. So I I think that segment was kind of smart. If they continue with it, you know, if next week comes along and they just uh, get back together, then you know it's kind of all for naught. I just think it's too much of
2: I, – I, it's just me, though. I feel this way. I feel like it's just too much Chris Jericho.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I, I don't think that these older guys that have been around in the business as long as they have – hello, Kyle. Two toot, toot. The Highway Hellion has arrived.
0: Everything has yeah. gone to shit now. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs>
1: We, I just wanted to get your guys opinions on aew last night uh, big show were you let down at all or did you were you pleasantly surprised with who it turned out to be uh the contract signing the forbidden door the whole the whole nine yards what did you think of the show Kyle
0: I have actually not gotten to see it I have Jesus read about
1: Christ.
0: it see some <laughs> of us you know have you know, I what? don't know a a J-O-B?
1: What? What? <laughs> what? what?
0: Uh, you, yeah, but... you had
1: one job. You had <laughs> one job. You couldn't. You could put the little the little phone up on your dash while you're driving because we all know you sleep half the time while you're driving anyway. Yeah, that's or, very true. Or when you get, you get pulled over because we all know that you get pulled over a lot while you're driving. Or when you you're checking your stuff in, or or when you got the bot lizards, or or. You know, Sean tells on you all the time.
0: I'm sure he does. But see, unlike Sean, I actually have to drive. I don't have time to watch, you know, WWE and AEW while I drive.
2: <laughs> all right, so shots are fired. All <laughs> right, <is> very
1: talented.
0: <laughs>
2: I shots are fired. Driving
1: a truck down Look the road and get up and go make a sandwich in the back.
2: Okay, first of all call cruise control okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right now second of all you know there there's always time to stop i don't i don't waste my time stopping in the rest areas i just piss in a jar and hope i don't
0: juice okay then they're done <laughs> that it don't taste very good <laughs> so i'm always rolling
2: so when i stop i'm done and I watch my shows. I go back get my recaps. No excuse. I watch them all. Uh, everything from. Well, I would say I watch them all. A lot of times, I just like you know skip through them or just do the highlights or something like that. But I mean, some shows ain't worth watching. Last night's show, it was great. Um, I love the uh, um the tr- the actual Forbidden Door that came in. Yeah. Um. Which was uh, shit. Now I forgot his name J-Y. from New jo- Yeah, JY from New Jersey. Jo- I did not expect that.
1: You know, I didn't either. Um, especially since he's been working over an impact. Yep. Yeah. Um, the uh,
2: uh, a uh, the uh, Keith Lee. I loved that match. It was so damn funny. Um, I loved it, and they really did a good job of showing how why he should how he should be. How he should be booked. How his matches right. should go when it comes to uh undercard matches, you know. When he's fighting against somebody that's less than him, that's how those matches should go. They should be absolutely the way that they used to they used to do uh uh other big men like that but like what they used to do Big John Stud. They just come in and just dominate, just physically dominate. Right. Oh. Uh, And uh, he did that, and I loved it, and I thought it was great. Um, That was fantastic. Uh, Who else did they have up on there? Uh, um, I like what they're doing with Serena Deeb. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Did you guys ever watch Serena Deeb and uh, her indie time when she was, like, um, on, like, uh, Shimmer and then doing uh, other shows and stuff before she went to – time. As, uh, I think a trainer for uh, WWE.
1: Yeah, she was a trainer in, in WWE at the uh, right. or PC Center. I used to watch her Impact. Yeah, now TNA at the time. Is it me,
2: or does it look like she's like lost a lot of weight and like really she's, toned up?
1: She's she's
2: completely ripped now. Because um, I noticed that I was like something's different about her, and I had to go back and look at old. And I was like, I don't know why it really never hit me before. And then last night, for some reason, it kind of hit me. I was like, wait a second. Um, But uh, I liked her little gimmick that she's doing where she's um, going for the rookie. Very specific when she said the professor's open rookie challenge thing, uh, which I love that because she's got a lot of experience, and this is a good way of bringing in, you know, um, other wrestlers to challenge her. I can't wait for her to go up against Cargill. Um that's gonna be fantastic. she's gonna have to do that sooner or later. Um the uh the CM Punk Well I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I don't wanna say well, you guys watched it and Chuckle Nut read the read what happened, but uh the the I didn't, like I said earlier, I did not like the Chris Jericho stuff. I just don't like him being as involved. Um, I wish it – I really wish that he would push the – Tammy Guevara and push the other guys more. I don't mind the segment, but I would have liked it more if it involved the other guys talking more so than Chris Jericho. Um, Oh,
1: well, I mean, um, I got a good amount in
2: no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Santana was great, but I'm saying I would like to send more
1: with with uh, Swagger, and uh, Swagger just doesn't talk. Hagger, sorry. Um, he Hager. doesn't talk really. He's got he's got that list. Swagger, uh, Austin Aries, it's all the same. But you Sammy got his little bit in. So I like when they went
2: to commercial afterwards. Yeah. And they did the split screen and he came out with the cards. That was hilarious. <laughs> I actually loved that part. That was great. And he's standing out there. Remind me back in those stupid TikTok videos where they stand there with the cards saying, Hey, he doesn't know that I caught him cheating. Um, blah, blah, blah. And this is the card. And they don't know what's going on Those stupid little TikToks like that. Oh, that's what that kind of reminded me of. thought it was hilarious. Um, and then the big – now, I got to see the CM Punk uh-huh. um, and the Moxley match. Um, I didn't – there was two things I didn't like about it. Um, and the one was CM Punk getting hit with the bell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like that because I'm tired of seeing these guys get hit with stuff that should kill them. And then they kick out of it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hate it. That should have been the end of the match right there. Um, you know, or he'd get hit with it and then be out of the match and let John Moxley fight both guys off for the next, you know, five minutes or so uh, before he comes staggering back. I, I hate that kind. I hated that thing. And there was uh, – Oh and shit, there
1: was just, another. Fell
2: Sean just fell I did. I can't remember there was another part um uh that uh, kind of annoyed me in the match. I can't remember. It was when they were doing their finisher. Um uh and where they uh hit uh, yeah, at the end where they hit CM Punk with uh, what was the name of it? Uh their oh, finisher. the finisher Big Rig? Yeah, they hit him with that and uh, they still ended up having a Pull his tights and get the cheap for the win. I didn't like that as much because he was yeah. right there near the ropes, and they could have gotten him with the ropes. He could have grabbed the ropes, you know. And I just didn't like that. I, if that would have made a lot more sense to me, is hit him with that finisher, have him grab the ropes, and hit him with something else, and then do the tights.
1: Yeah, I would have I mean, liked just the. More. There was good and there was bad. It, it was, was, bad. was a great match. Don't I, get me wrong. I, I, John Moxley come. Kind of threw me off like Punk's gonna bring out Moxley um, could have been anybody I thought that you know that it, it, I think it was a tease toward another debut Um, I think they should have I think they should have they should have they missed an opportunity to bring in another guy Um, now maybe they don't have anybody lined up but there's choke guys out there I think they missed an opportunity for that you know it's a night of big debuts Everybody's expecting the big debuts. Uh, Tony Khan actually tweeted, and I do love his transparency here and, and what he's doing. He knows the fans love this. And, you know, he's he's out there letting people, you know, people's contracts are running out. He's signing new talent that is better for the company. Um, you know, Keith Lee, I think you will be okay. I think, I think we're going to see Keith Lee from the indies. But I'm hoping, Keith Lee-wise, with Jim Ross, with Big Show, with Mark Henry, Billy Gunn even, um, all these big guys, I'm hoping there is that you get some some voices in Keith Lee's head that makes him a better worker. Um, and I, he I mean, did look good like run. to put on weight. Yes, he looked a little out of shape. He, uh, he had a
2: problem down. Um, leapfrogging over the rope um, to do that uh, cross body
1: mm-hmm.
2: slingshot so off the rope to do the cross body from the apron. He seemed to
0: not, he almost didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> he almost well, didn't make I it, mean, but. You know, about him, though, Sam and I, we have actually talked about him many times because we agreed to. We agreed, disagree most of the time when it comes to Ke- Ke- <laughs> Keith Lee. Yes. Because I have always, and I don't know exactly what it is, I have always been a Keith Lee fan. And I've always felt that when he was in XT, even though he was you know, doing quite well, there. I always felt that there was more and yeah. I, I really think we are going to see that here. You know, I didn't get yet to see the show yet, which I will soon, but
1: well, I mean, that, when I heard his,
0: that, his
1: indie sorry. stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's more the stuff that you prefer from him. It's definitely more of his indie work. Yeah. Yes. yes. Come out. Um, it is. And I mean, that's his forte. You know, and I think that's what fans love about him. Um, And I, I think that's what we're gonna get. But I'm, I'm really hoping. You know, as far as a wrestler, you want to improve all the time. You're, you know, once you think you're, you know it all, then you really should quit because you're done, right? Yeah. And I think with with guys like Jim Ross and all these guys, there now, Jake the Snake too, even. um, You know, there's there's guys he can learn from now not that he couldn't learn from guys in WWE and NXT specifically but who did he really have in NXT that could teach him as a big man you know he didn't have so, Kevin Nash down there he had The Big Road Man Dog now Shawn Michaels
2: there were no big men while he was there i mean Big right. Show had left John, uh, you know Mark Henry had already left
1: right so, so really nobody Keith Lee i'm hoping he's open to some criticism and they can really mold him and build him over time. I don't want to see him hot-shotted at all. Um, to the Moxley thing. Yeah, like I said, I think that would have been an, an opportune time to bring in somebody else. Uh, particularly like someone like Samoa Joe. Somebody that maybe you're not going to push toward the title. Uh, somebody that you're going to use to mentor others. Build other people off of, you know. Have them going up and down the car to get good matches out of guys and, and pull guys up. It um, would have been a good opportune moment there for somebody like that instead of Moxley. Another big pop for the crowd. Um, it just felt weird, the Moxley punk thing to me. Um, they did tie really? it in to, to Moxley got the, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you would call it, the proposal from Daniel or Brian Danielson last week. So it could build up in that. Um, one cool thing I thought about that match you know, when they did the Doomsday Device—that was great. I thought that was awesome. That, that was great. Match, yeah, I'm not a big fan of singles guys teaming up and beating a tag team. Well, um, I could I could make an ex- I could say a little bit differently on that because
2: not as much for Pong, but Moxley has been in tag teams before.
1: He has. But and
2: so him. I can let him, but with with CM Punk, I mean, that's why I'm saying Moxley should have carried the match more so than CM Punk. I felt like it was more CM Punk than it was Moxley yeah. in that match because it was it's CM Punk's story, so right. I can understand that. Um, I understand why they brought in Moxley again for a storyline reason. Is that um, if they went with CM Punk not being liked by anyone back there in the back room, there would have to be somebody back there that just doesn't give a shit no matter what. And Moxley has that attitude of he doesn't give a shit as long as he's beating people up. Right. And so I thought I thought that was a good choice. They could have chose a couple other people. There are others that could have picked. But story wise, I could see how that. Plus, it again, it was uh, um the crowd popped
1: for that. And um, right. It was just one of those small things for me. It was It was just small. It was a small detail.
2: Uh, it was a great match, though. Kyle, um, I think you'll like it. it. It was really good. I just yeah. – um, my, my two little things were just nitpicks. Um, I, don't like use of, uh, uh, I don't like the use of – I don't like the use of any kind of foreign objects in the match unless it's going to finish the match mm-hmm. um, or something that's going um, to happen to – uh, enhance the storyline of a match you know what I'm saying I don't think right. it played it didn't help the match at all being hit with a foreign object in that match it didn't help anything you didn't really I tell you oh
1: team oh, is match really match. tough um yeah something else I don't like when you when you bring in two singles guys like that and you know, you have them and I don't like this in any tag match typically unless it's just such a minor spot um, but like when they lock on submissions. You know, I, it it's so, becomes so cliche. I'm, I I'm really hate clicheness in the matches themselves. You know, like, okay, Mox is going to lock on the Bulldog headlock. Punk's going to lock on the Anaconda device. Um, Punk's going to do the go to sleep. Mox is going to do his finisher. You know, those things well, kind of start driving the, me crazy. The dual finishers and the dual Yeah, moves it too yep. much for me.
2: Did you see Moxley uh, enter the ring a little too soon to break up the count
1: and kind of just sit yeah. in the ring for a second? And, and he didn't know what to do all of a sudden? It was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, it, it was a good match, though. I, I kind of felt that FTR sh- FTR lost that match, though, yeah?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They shouldn't have lost it, though. Sorry, I, think God, the, I think, yeah, uh, he read it. He knows what happened. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I felt like FTR should have won with with MJF causing the you know Punk to lose. So right then again, right. we could have another. Huh, no, right. did I beat be, beat you, but also, you know, uh, Wheeler pinned you or whatever. Right. And see, I don't.
0: I don't really you know see see the sense or see the need on you know two guys like. You know, like Punk and Mox to take that win. Like, what did that do for them?
1: Is you it, know? yeah, that's that's I maybe. didn't do anything for Isn't Mox. It too like, soon for I'm like sorry. you, you saw how the beginning went with, with uh, Pinnacle and how um, Wardlow was treated. Would it have been too soon for Punk to have gone backstage and you did a backstage segment at the least? Of Punk asking Wardlow, "Hey, come on, throw some balls, team with me, or just you have know, it as a surprise and have Wardlow had come out." I, I, I don't. I think it's too soon for Wardlow. You um, let the slow burn.
2: Uh, I, I think it's too soon. What would have been better? I think would have been if if Wardlow would have been told to go out and interfere in the match and then screwed it up. <laughs> That would have been... If you're going to have Punk win... Like, 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 accidentally on purpose. hmm So, you can't really tell if he accidentally did it or if he did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did, did he, you know... I, I think if they would have done something like that, um, where uh, I think that would have... Uh, that would have been great, and that would have put a little more focus on the Wardlow with stuff with MJF and Wardlow, and mm-hmm. then Punk... If Punk, if they would have lost the match, if, Punk, if Wardlow would have came out and lost the match, that would have been Punk saying, hey, that twice Wardlow's, Wardlow has beaten me. You haven't beaten me. That was Wardlow two times right. and beat me. You know, yeah. I think that, that that could have worked out. What do you think about that, Kyle? You think that would have worked?
1: He's sleeping again. God damn it. Sleeping on all the time. Constantly. Just sleeping on the road. Oh
2: I mean, I well, know. screw you too, buddy.
1: <laughs> apparently, apparently I mean, that lot lizard he had back trap back there in the back got loose. He had to go back there and deal with that. I I think he uh, probably you know, is uh, pulled over right now He's trying to get his uh, comic books together.
2: Yeah. Well, you see, I got uh, I got a special uh, when I, I got this truck. Um, I had them install shackles in the back so I can keep my lot lizards back there. And like Kyle has to stop. And go and deal with them in the back. Yeah, I don't have to do that.
1: <laughs> oh my. Well, <laughs> let's not get the podcast canceled um. here. <laughs> I, 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 okay. And so I did not
2: because where I had parked at the truck stop air off of uh, I 64 there in Grayson, Kentucky, um, there was a, a storm or some, a windstorm that was coming through. And it started raining pretty good after that. I lost my signal, and I only got to saw snippets of the death match. I have no clue what happened in it. I didn't oh. get to see the last, like, five minutes of the match.
1: Oh. So. Well, let me just say, I had, um, with, with, the, with the early introduction of the Forbidden Door, uh, which I need to touch on, and Keith Lee, I was worried about the finish of the show, you know, it, it kind of letting people down. Um, I know a lot of people would be happy with Keith Lee, but I think there's also an equal amount of fans that were wanting something a little bit more um so the finish of the show kind of went like this you know they had you saw that the the top rope was gone, right yeah no, i I made that, I on that so so the top rope was gone, which of course hangman needs for his finisher, yeah, and they had the two tables set up outside, and hangman had gone for like the uh the dead eye. Which he didn't hit through the tables, and it looked like Archer was just going to beat the shit out of him. Um, Heyman wrapped his arms in barbed wire, and then nailed a couple spinning elbows, and then Heyman uh, threw himself, flipped off the referee's back, and hit the uh, clothesline, and um, ended up he ends up knocking uh, Archer through the tables. Both of them went through the tables, actually. You know, he he slingshotted himself off the referee hit the clothesline on Archer. They both go through the tables, and then he gets up before the referee counted to 10. All right, so
2: real quick. What a, a death, what a a death match? I want to say Texas death match, whatever. A, so that's just yeah. a hardcore match is all it is with a fancy
1: name? Pretty much, yeah. It was a Texas death match, last man standing. Um, and it's, it's pretty much just – it's a death match in Texas. You know, it's a last-man-standing, hardcore match in Texas.
2: You know, that would be a, a, an interesting stipulation to have in a match. If you're going up, if you are you got a big guy um, or some kind of a bruiser of a guy uh, going up against somebody who's all flippity-floppity, if the mm-hmm. stipulation of the match was there's no ropes,
1: Flippity well, I thought it was, it was pretty cool. You know, you, you take that element away in the match, and it's like the the fans know, like, oh, wait, you know, that's his finisher. I out. it um, was a good match? Great psychology. I thought it was a really good match. I was I was worried. It was a good match. Heyman standing up. He's all bloodied. And um, I'm wondering, you know, is something else going to happen? And Adam Cole walks out from the back, picks up the belt, puts it over Hangman's shoulder, pats him on, you know, pats the belt, and walks off and leaves. Uh, what happened, I believe it happened before the match, is you had a small segment with the Bucks and Adam Cole. And they're kind of like, you know, Jay White? You know, what, what, what's up with that? And Adam Cole's like, trust me, guys. I know Jay White. And, you know, I know we're all elite, but remember, when you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for life. And they sold the finish of the the Hangman and Adam Cole, you know, they said, oh, well, you know, Adam Cole's made his intentions known. But for me, I'm like, you know, the segment before that, Hangman was Bullet Club. You know? So I didn't know Hangman was was Bullet Club. Yeah, he was like a junior member. You know in ROH you had Adam Cole in the Bucks, you had Cody, and then Hangman was like the bottom tier member of the ROH Bullet Club. Um and then with the Elite too, you know, he was he was like Cody's assistant almost. Right? Um of course when Adam Cole left to join NXT, Cody rose up to take his his place. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was, it's pretty interesting. What It seems like what they're doing is Adam Cole is now finally getting to do that storyline that Cody took over. It was originally Adam Cole supposed to be undermining Kenny Omega because he wanted the leadership of the Bullet Club. Uh, when he left, Cody slid into that position. So it looks like we're going to get that storyline in AEW now. I wouldn't mind –
2: like I said, I like factions. More factions, the better for me because that mm-hmm. um, I don't like wrestlers floating around out on their own and not really having anything to do. Um, that's one of the things that, and not have, yeah. uh, that's something that really annoys me with WWEs. You got these wrestlers, like, why are they not, these guys always hang out together. Why are they not a group together? Just right. make them a group. Um, so I never, I never understood that um, because that always gives somebody something to do. And then if somebody gets injured or gets knocked out, they can be replaced with somebody else within the faction. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a good one for that. Uh, who is it? Um, New Day is a good example of that. Um. So what was what was your take on that match, Kyle?
0: I did not see it, so.
2: Oh. Uh, <laughs> Why is he even here?
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> it has to Just be Just so I can look.
0: give you crap.
2: Son of a bitch, I tell you what. <laughs> well, I, I got it. I got it. Um, What about the highlights of the, of the night? What do you think?
0: Me or Sam?
2: Either one of you guys. Why do you think that? Well, you didn't see it, so you don't count, so it had to be <laughs> Sam. Who is uh, not with us now?
0: So now it's the the Kyle show. <laughs> We're all gonna go, go. We're all going to hell now. <laughs> it is the Kyle show. Uh, yeah, I um, I like said it from what I read. It did didn't seem bad at all. You know, it, I I really can't. Cannot wait to get my my day done so I can see it all. You know, I've I've seen some small clips here and there, but um, I don't know. I think it'll be pretty, pretty nice to see what they do with Keith Lee, Lee. You know,
2: you think he's gonna? Cause that was a qualifying match for that. Ladder match tournament thing that they're having.
0: Yeah, and like the thing that I've always enjoyed about him is, for a big man, you know he he can really get, get he can really get up and go and fly.
1: Yeah. Look at
0: that!
2: Sam doesn't want us to have a show without him. He just sent a message here. Come join my Spotify or my anchor thingamabob. Whatever they called. Boy, I forget shit. I am old. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go jump over there and see what Sam's doing.
1: All right, I don't know what's going on. And that was the, time I got,
2: yeah. um, the second time, oh shit,
1: we're recording. Yeah, we're, we're back. Uh, um, forget that. Yeah, I forget know. that. Anchor's having issues. Um, I'm just going to wrap this up. Um, I don't know where we cut off here. What was the? What was the last thing? You, last thing you guys heard? Um,
2: that we were, uh, it, we were doing the Kyle show, and uh, he was talking about how much he hated you. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. See, Sam just you know upped and quit, and it was just you know the trucker show.
1: The trucker show.
0: And so we were talking about Keith Lee and uh, how I said that I have all I have always been a fan for the main fact that for being a big guy, he can, you know, really get he can really get up and fly. And
1: Cal likes big guys.
0: I do. I I love big guys because I'm a big guy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like that little. Ooh, all right. Good night, was folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, it man. It, it just kind of went silent on my end. I was saying that, um, it's re- you know, the, the finish of the match was really cool. The Bullet Club angle is really cool. Hopefully they stretched that out. But what I really liked was that Tony Khan was just really transparent about everything. And that a- apparently he um, realized that he made a mistake with the, you know, calling it the forbidden door with Keith Lee and it, you know, Keith Lee being a free agent, of course, it's not fit the definition of the forbidden door. So Sunday night he makes a deal with Jay White to come into AEW and, you know, part of me is just like, this would not happen anywhere else. Um, you have Tony Khan who, who has the money, who has the clout with the show and Everything else and he's got the working relationships With all these other companies uh, Primarily in New Japan And Impact Wrestling where Jay White's working And um, You know he just put this together on the fly Really so that he could Have somebody come in with a forbidden door And um, I, I think it was great It was great for the fans um, Hopefully story wise it's, it's something that pans out in the long run I'd love to see G.O.D. Uh, in there, you know that would be great. It'd be great to see Fale uh, come over. I don't know what the pandemic has done as far as internationally uh, with these guys and all, because I know, of course, God live in Florida, and and Jay White's been working over here with the New Japan U.S. stuff as of late. So, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see. you guys get lost again. No, I am here. <laughs> Trucker Kyle.
2: Um I didn't uh yeah, I knew that uh he had uh I I knew that a lot of people were complaining about um him using the term forbidden door for AJ Lee. <laughs> um and uh I thought it was good that he did grab somebody else. That was a uh, forbidden door, and snagged them in real quick. But here's the thing: I don't look at AEW. I don't think they should use the term forbidden door. Okay, because to me, AEW seems to have an open door policy that yeah. wrestlers uh, from other promotions can come in. You can wrestle from in other, and if you're a wrestler. In AEW, you can go to other um, other shows and go to other venues and stuff and wrestle there um, as well. The only ones that I could see that says Forbidden Door would be AEW or WWE because they're the only ones that pretended that nobody else existed. Right. I mean, no one else existed, and I mean they also kind of pretend that NXT doesn't exist.
1: Or 205 Live doesn't exist. Well, I mean, technically, NXT doesn't exist anymore. Um. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it really did not pick up steam until AEW started doing it. Um, as far as a major promotion, uh, Impact has done it to some degree, um, TNA-wise. You know, TNA and I, I feel like they kind of screwed themselves over back in the day when they were doing it. Um, because they didn't use New Japan guys very well. Um, of course, ROH and New Japan's always had a, a big working relationship. But I think now that usually it's like one or two places work together and that's kind of it. They're exclusive, kind of. Um, AEW is really just like, you know, they're not exclusive with anyone. <laughs> Well, see, that's how I, I like it because that's why it, <laughs> yeah, I, it that's should true. be
2: that way. It, it mm-hmm. really should be that these wrestlers, because that's how it was back in the old day with the promotions and stuff. These wrestlers would jump from promotion to promotion, and, now, and these different promotions, these territories would fight yeah. to get these
1: guys. They fought to get um, – well, They would work uh, together too, which was great. You yeah. know, they would realize that, okay, the crowd's getting burnt out on this guy. I'm going to send him over here. Who do you got to trade? You know, uh, the crowds burn out on, you know, Ricky Steamboat. You send me somebody else. And and they would trade off, and the guy would go away so that, you know, maybe he could come back in six months to a year, and the fans would be like, would miss him and be glad he's back.
2: Right. Yeah, and um, it's also good. It's good for the wrestlers as well because it gives them opportunities yeah. to take breaks or do things in other shows in other promotions that maybe AEW won't let them do, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, that's. It also puts it up, you know, I really think that I I would really like to see them kind of go back to like how the territories were, except, you know, them being different areas and stuff. You wouldn't really have that. Everyone's all international now. But have it where, you know, you had your set of guys. I had my set of guys. Kyle had his set of guys whoever had their set of guys. And then you would actually, you know, be trying to get other people. Oh, well, I I want, that's a big, Sam's got a guy over there. That's a big draw. I want that guy. All right, well, we'll offer him more money. Mm -hmm. It's better for the wrestlers. Oh, yeah. because now the wrestlers, because the wrestlers that do great and do a good job, they're going to make more money, but they're going to be on TV and they get to pick and choose where they're going to go. It's kind
1: of like, you know, Football. And, I mean, you know, kind of have that now with the indies too, to a certain degree. You know, uh, it's uh, what we've kind of seen is like you'll have a a big indie talent who, you know, Keith Lee, for example. You know, he once all the others started getting picked up, you got to a level where all the bigger indie talent, and then you had Keith Lee and a couple others, and and then they got picked up by WWE. So obviously, you know, he got to a point where he was making well enough money. His name is out there all over the place. Uh, that he got elevated, and he got elevated again at NXT, and then now he's in AEW, of course. And we'll see how how well he does here to promote himself. Uh, you uh, think his wife is going to come across as well? I really hope so. Uh, I would be more yeah. excited for Mia Yim to sign a contract than Lee, if I'm if I'm being honest. Um, i I, I would like to see a wrestling couple
2: come into wrestling and actually be a couple
0: mm-hmm.
2: where they come in together. Uh, they're, they're there to support the other person. Let's say, for example, I'm just going to throw this one out there. Hey, let's say, um, uh, um, damn it, I, now their name skipped me. Right when I was getting there, I said their names. Okay, we'll go with <laughs> Becky Lynch. We'll go with Becky and Seth, okay? I
1: would totally use
2: them together. Um, use them together, make them, you know, the 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 king and queen basically of the WWE the hierarchy That's at right. the top and give them to where they both have a belt and just make it to where they're constantly supporting kind of kind of like what they do with Miz and uh, um Maurice so they do that fun. with those they do that with those two right now I mean she's always there to have us back and every time they do something it's always scheming but she she's always there to co- I would like to see that with wrestlers, legit wrestlers. I'm not saying that Miz isn't legit,
1: but of course. Don't. Alright, we're going to end the episode there. Having a little trouble here with Anchor. A little technical difficulties. But if you'd like to leave your thoughts with us about this last episode of AEW or anything in particular, you can drop me a line at the Wrestling co 2 or you can drop us a line over at the Square Circle Journal. That's S Q C I R J O U R N A L Square Circle Journal. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. You can even hit up Trucker Kyle at Trucker underscore Kyle, I believe it is. Um, drop all your hate mail there. And uh, yeah, we'll get back to you. We'll air your questions or comments online on the podcast. And uh, yeah, for Trucker Shile, try. try, try. all tongue twisted now from Anchor, for the mother truckers. As apparently Perry Saturn is getting ready to come through. Uh, I'm Sam the Wrestling Connoisseur. Have a great day. And until next time, this has been Square Circle Journal.